Hey guys, I'm Adam. And I'm Maggie. And this is the Mind Your Manor podcast. And we are talking all about marriage, money, wellness, and all the other things that happen under your roof. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. We're glad you're here. Yes, we are glad you are here. Um, we have never done a podcast <laughs> before, but we bought these microphones probably almost a year ago mm-hmm. off of Amazon and we're finally doing it. Um, there was really no rhyme or reason as to why now, um, except for that I just kind of felt like it. Yeah, it was time for us <laughs> to start. We've been talking about it for about, what, two years now? Yeah. I mean, probably, what, 2020? Yeah. Late 2020 was the first time we thought about doing a podcast. Right. And now we're finally going through with it. I know. Crazy. Um, so this episode, we just kind of thought that we would introduce ourselves um, in case you just stumbled across this or you just have don't know a lot about us. Maybe you're sort of an acquaintance. Um, and just kind of, like I said, tell you a little bit about who we are. So um, we briefly talked about it. I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. <laughs> and we got married in December of 2021. So we've only been married about five months now we're veterans at this <laughs> yeah we old pros <laughs> um but we um yeah we got married a couple months ago uh we live just outside of athens georgia um and just bought our first house and a dog and we got all the things we're yeah. checking all the boxes <laughs> yeah we're doing all the things um and so we had kind of wanted to start a podcast like adam said for probably two years um and just never really started um I think because we thought there were plenty of podcasts already um definitely the market feels very like saturated in a way and but at the same time we felt like there wasn't anything that really mixed together all Mm. things that we really cared about so there were plenty of podcasts about marriage or podcasts about health or podcasts about everything budgeting or whatever it was but nothing that really kind of was a one-stop shop to find all of those things from the like christian worldview Mm. so there were there might be some that were just like lifestyle but they weren't necessarily from the same vantage point that we look at things definitely um and that's regarding everything i mean whether it's fitness and health or money or all those things yeah Hopefully we can bring that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Now that we've been married five months, we've yes. been paying a mortgage for like eh, two. We know all about it. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just felt like it was something that we both really wanted to do. Um, we both have really great jobs, but in some aspects, we still feel like there's a lack of, I guess, mission, if Definitely. you will. And this felt like a really cool way to incorporate that more into our regular routines um by being able to um i guess talk to people about jesus and about our lives and um all those things but in a fun way and i want to add in too is like we don't expect to be you know we joke about being pros we joke about knowing all this stuff but a big goal (laughs) definitely we're definitely not but a big goal of ours is to bring on our friends and bring on family members who might actually have like a lot of knowledge and experience in these things as well so you won't just be hearing from us you'll hopefully be hearing from other people in our community as well yeah who who know (laughs) a lot more than us yeah for sure and I think that it's something that really when we started this whole idea it was because we were really a part of this group of 
married couples, mm-hmm. young married couples. Um, we weren't at the time <laughs> married. Obviously, we just got married, but we were engaged. Um, we started the group. The We got engaged on a Sunday, and that Monday we were invited to join a group. So we've been since really sort of the onset of like our serious part of our relationship in a group surrounded by these people who are much wiser than us, have lived a lot more than us, um, been married longer. Um, they've started businesses. They've A lot of them have become parents or mm-hmm. are like, pregnant so they're about to figure out what that's like um and there are a lot of people that we just look up to and respect but that group for us I think was really transformative not only in the way that we thought about marriage and life as husband and wife but also in just the fact that we felt like conversations that we were having in that group weren't really being had on a larger scale Mm -hmm. like a lot of the things that we talked about in there it was our first time talking about it outside of just our relationship, just me and Correct. Adam. And it was so valuable to hear different perspectives on, on those things. And so we kind of want to incorporate almost the same cadence of that small group onto this podcast in hopes that maybe it would be life-giving to other people as well. Definitely. Um, and kind of the, I guess the main part of today's episode is going to be kind of something that we talked about during that group a lot which is our favorite piece of marriage advice and why um and again we don't know everything (laughs) (laughs) i think this is just an early piece of advice that has worked for us specifically yeah you want to go go first first? (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to go first no i'll go first i'll go first um i think the the best piece of marriage advice that i have received is to not keep score Mm -hmm. um regarding whether that's chores or just the basics of almost what we've done for each other. Yeah. Um, and I think learning to just serve each other and not expect something in return. And I think that's kind of what keeping score means is if Maggie was to do something for me, um, that you know, then I keep tally on that. And how many times I do something for Maggie. Keeping score would be remembering those things every single time. Yeah. Whereas it should just be I enjoy serving Maggie. I enjoy simple things taking out the trash doing the dishes folding the laundry those aren't things that I should have an expectation for Maggie to do them back or to do something else in return and I think that has helped a lot just in my heart um, and almost like surrendering to that and not having that expectation almost letting my like pushing my pride to the side so I think that has been very like helpful and obviously I guess you can kind of attest to how well I do that but (laughs) Well, well, well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He does a really good job of that. But that reminds me. So he's a part of this small group, and one of their assignments for the week was to take home this list of all of these different sort of tasks within the household and deciphering who does what and then in an ideal world, who's doing what. So we kind of had to sit down, and it was like 75 or 100. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was lot a long of list. Um, of who currently is doing that task is that ideal and then if not like what is the ideal what does that look like um and I think it's so funny because I think both of us came into this marriage with that piece of advice being one of our favorites and so we both came into it with the idea that we wanted to serve the other person and so a lot of our answers were both Mm -hmm. so it wasn't Adam does this task or Maggie does this task it was we do this task together because we've helped carry the load for each other um, which I just think is really cool. Um, my favorite piece of advice. I have talked about this um, when 
friends of ours have gotten engaged and it probably sounds really silly and I swear there's no drama <laughs> but, <laughs> but I we want the tea no there's no tea but I heard this piece of advice and I just really liked it and it was to keep your marriage between the two of you mm. um, and should there be issues obviously be prayerful about it invite the Lord in all of those things but in terms of um, people in your life keeping your marriage between Maggie and Adam and not Maggie and Adam and then my best friends because every time there's something good that happens it typically does stay within the two of you mm -hmm. you know I'm not calling my friends to be like oh Adam was so nice to me today listen to he took out the trash and he cleaned up the kitchen without me asking but when something happens that's bad we are so quick to want to hop on the phone or send a text message I can't believe they did this whatever mm -hmm. and that is so toxic because although I can forgive Adam because our love our marriage is more powerful than some sort of petty argument my best friend or my mom or my co-worker whoever else isn't going to have that same capacity to love and forgive Adam and so therefore it can cause tensions with other people unknowingly if I'm just even if it's just venting venting mm -hmm. is gossiping and gossiping is bad mm -hmm. <laughs> so and it's better to go to the source as well like right. come to me right. too absolutely so I think that's my favorite piece of advice and I think that we've really tried hard to do that I think mm -hmm. that with dating it doesn't feel as serious and so I think it's easier in dating and it's more normalized for you to talk to other why people. do you think that is I don't know do you think that stems my I, I was trying to think of that and I think it might stem almost from middle school and high school yeah. where it is like a gossipy thing right. and it's very easy to go to your friends when you're dating someone and tell right. them about what so-and-so is doing good or bad right. well, and, and almost also, as we grow up that kind of still sticks around yeah and I think of just like how middle school girls were right so when I was dating someone, it was like I was dating that person, and so were all of my friends <laughs> That's right. because it was never just me responding. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was perfectly crafting these responses. Like anytime there was any sort of disagreement, you know, all the girls were getting together mm -hmm. and we were all talking about it and nothing ever stayed private. And mm -hmm. I think maybe that's what it is too, is like everything is shared. And so there's this sort of weird idea that we have to share everything, including all of our greatest highs, Instagram, mm. Facebook, whatever that looks like. And then also there's this weird thing now emerging in social media where you're also supposed to be sharing your lowest lows mm -hmm. in, in an effort to be more real mm. on the internet. And But I think that that kind of transpires into our relationships as well because we feel like we have to show mm -hmm. all of those things and almost get other people's insight or approval or whatever on it. That's true. Like, I, I remember growing up when, you know, you had your middle school boyfriend, you wanted your friend to defend you. If, like, he copped an attitude and you mm -hmm. said something hateful back, you wanted your friend to know so that your friend could be like, you're not a bad person. So do you think that's what a lot of the posting on social media today is around negative things, like, based around a relationship, is that they're reaching for... People to, set, to, to pat you on the back and yeah. say I'm sorry and right. things like that. Well, and there was this really weird trend on TikTok that happened. And I don't know how to describe what it was. But it was the, the boys in the gym and then it would be like... Like you knew she left you. Oh, and, and then they're like, hit, like lifting heavy weights. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like yeah. that. And then all of the comments would be like, "Man, you deserve better." That's like, true. All this stuff That's true. Because they just wanted people to sympathize with them in some way. 
and we have no idea like what obviously mm. happened but everything's twisted from your perspective too which I think is why I like that piece of advice so much because if I were to go to my friends and tell them about an argument that I had with Adam which we of course never fight because we're perfect right. but if we were to have a there's fight, no sarcasm <laughs> there I know you're getting to know us if you're listening to this podcast but that was completely serious so serious um, but if I were to go and tell my friends like I'm not going to admit that I had an attitude or that I did something wrong first. Like I would, I would shift my the perspective. There's a bias. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so I think that it's just really important to just not disclose anything mm-hmm. in that way. Um, and I think also because, you know, it just kind of leaves like a crack in the foundation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something that you just kind of like leave room for bitterness and resentment to grow because your friend's gonna bring that up next time they see you. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever happened with Adam, I know you guys got in that big fight about the dishes yep. or whatever it it's is. It's exactly what you said. They look at you different, yeah. at me different, if yeah. it's your friends or vice versa. Right, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I like. Do you have any other pieces of advice? I don't think so. Well, actually, you know, I have so many pieces of advice. I was almost right. thinking this would be fun to, like, drop pieces of marriage advice. In a whole other... In a whole another episode yeah. or just, like, at the end of certain episodes or, you know, just kind of make them here and there yeah so i feel like we do have a lot to to offer not not from us specifically yeah we don't want to i don't want to take credit for any of the the advice we've been given because a lot of it is not ours necessarily we found value in it yeah um, but it's not from from our marriage or from our brain necessarily and i i wonder this too and and we've talked about having whole episodes where all we also talk about is um like books or lessons learned or those kinds of things but do you have a specific book maybe that you read when we were engaged or that you've read since that you really liked that you felt like you took I definitely do I definitely do I think that that would have to be something I would have to get back to you on uh, we got the whole bookshelf sitting over there so I'm gonna have to comb through and yeah figure out specifically what it is yeah but I Personally, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, of course I do. What are you going to say? Meaning of marriage? No, but that was a good one. But you didn't like that one. It was, it's, not, wasn't that Tim Keller? Yeah, I don't Okay, I think or so. John Piper. Tim Keller. Tim Keller. It was good. It was just kind of long. I think that he dislikes <laughs> when people use a really big word. I think, no, and not, no. not in a bad way, no, not in a bad way. I think we both like when people are just like, layman's terms straight to the point like, yeah very black and white yeah sometimes the flowery language just get to just the like point just get to the point yeah tim, tim get to the point come on <laughs> no i was gonna say sacred marriage and i don't okay. know who that's by i forget did i read that i don't know i think you read that i think i read that one solo i guess i'll have to read that yeah. thanks for the tip you're welcome <laughs> someone's benefiting from this episode today. i know i know i have a book that I like. You do. You I have just, so many. Adam is like the world's biggest bookworm. I think we're both big bookworms. I mean, you've been reading a book a weekend. Okay, I have been doing that. You weird guys, flex. Hold on, weird flex. Goodreads. Thank you. Yeah, for shout out Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe I, one day. Goodreads, you listening? Yeah, for real. I have this really bad problem though, where I don't like reading non-fiction books Mm. so the like christian self-help books and as much as i want to you guys i try so hard to like them it's painful for me to get why is it so painful i don't know i think because you're a dreamer you like to dream you like to be out in fiction land you like to is that what it is no i think (laughs) (laughs) no i think what it is is that i 
this is going to sound so dramatic. I work all week. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you need to dream. That's exactly <laughs> no, what I just exactly. said. And it just feels sometimes so taxing. And then when stuff is nonfiction, like it's applicable to your life, it's real life, it just is like, man, I could just use a break from that sometimes. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Like, I love my life. But with my books, it's I enjoy, like, the cutie, like, Hallmark romance books. I like feel-gooder things and sometimes I just think Christian books are so heavy mm. like or they're too self-helpy where it's they're they're losing the Jesus in it because yeah. it's all about how what like, you can do you can do stuff that's very true under like this guise of Christianity and so for me I just I don't know I just stick with like my sweetie feel-goods yeah um or like my crazy thriller books which like I know that's not holy, but they're so good. Mm, I can't relate to that. Those things scare me. Yeah, I won't be able to sleep. It's so funny because my cadence of book reading makes no sense. Like I'll read something that literally was turned into a Hallmark movie, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, I don't even know a scary movie because I don't watch no, it. But I'm either. reading something that's like terrifying. You know what we should do? What on the Instagram we should have um, Reese's like book club or whatever that's yeah. called do like our book club yeah and like books that we read stuff like that and yeah, have like a list yeah have like a list or like reviews for our listeners i love that that's a good idea it actually. is a good idea thank you yeah that'd be fun that'd be a lot of fun it's funny because I, i'm not very i think i'm the opposite of you yeah you are where i'll read the non-fiction well self-help i don't really enjoy them as much as i used to because of what you're saying like yeah. as i start to grow and have grown in my faith I'm learning how much of it is based on what I can do right. and a lot less on what God is doing yeah. and I think you can that's a very like slippery slope very quickly can yeah. like go downhill to where you think you're kind of like running the show, the show. Yeah. and like you're is, in charge and this is also though coming from the same guy who like doesn't watch TV he doesn't do anything he thinks anything imaginatory at all is like a waste of time I like to think it's practical though like when I read if I'm going to spend my time doing something I want to be able to apply it to my life or find value in it and not that you can't find value in fiction books in feel good books but for me personally I want to be able to walk away from it and maybe be able to apply what I learned later that afternoon Yeah. or in a conversation that I'm having or something like that. Yeah. Like Adam loves a book that he can just like bring up in everyday conversation. Yeah. Like you were saying, like whether it's at small group or at work or wherever it is with me in the car, with his parents, whatever it is, like he loves to be able to automatically use that mm-hmm. in everyday conversation. Yeah. Whereas like, I can't really do like, have you, you can, but me, if I haven't read it, yeah. This girl and this guy I met at a coffee shop and fell in love like he has no clue what I'm talking about that's true so that does make sense to me I'm not getting on that train just yet that's okay you don't have to but I'm you know what I am gonna read and so my thought is like it's better that I'm reading something than reading nothing that's very true one day hey get out there and read people hey guys (laughs) read a book get off your phones stop listening to this podcast or should read just read just read something please <laughs> newspaper a bible oh please. facts that's facts yeah. um maybe one day i'll convert to a reader of nonfiction. but for right now i'm staying firm mm. in my convictions to read fiction that makes me feel good yeah and it's hard because especially as a christian i feel like you need to find books that aren't as raunchy 
Is that like a bad word? No, it's a good word. Okay. SAT word. I mean, it's okay. It's an SAT. Um, but I feel like it's really hard to find these books that I like where they are like the hallmarky kind, but they're rated like G or PG because some of these are rated R. And I'll I'll tell you what, I ask people sometimes on Instagram, Maggie Dotchism, and um, <laughs> that's what they all do. Random plug. Yeah, random plug. Um, sometimes I'll ask for book recommendations. And people will be giving me the wildest recommendations, mm. and I'll get like ten pages in, and it's just so crazy. I'm like, there's multiple books on our bookshelf right now that I've read a few pages and had to stop because I'm like, this is like pornography, mm-hmm. like this is crazy. You need to put a disclaimer like in your post, like, like please, I'm like for something that's family appropriate. Yeah, act like a kid is gonna read this. Would you want your kid to read this? Would you? They need to answer that before they recommend a book to you. Exactly because I'm trying to. <laughs> hey, that's smart. That's so, very smart. So that's that. I feel like before this tangent we were going on, though, we were talking about something completely different. Oh, our this is really all over the place. Our favorite lesson thus far. Oh, yes. Marriage. Our yes. five months was on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Today it's the 15th, but our anniversary is on the 12th. So we're coming up on six months, so I can't wait to see what you have planned. What Uh-oh. kind of tricks you have up your sleeve? I have a lot of tricks planned. Um, really? Yeah. We're just going to, like, go all out. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean, like, Chick-fil-A for dinner? Or? Chick-fil-A for dinner. We're going to do, like, a vow renewal. Wow. Um, That's crazy. You know, we might go back and just do the remarried thing and, like, wow. run through it again one more time. One more time. Yeah, I mean, it was such a long time ago when we got married. So right. I just feel like... All this time's passed. And right. so maybe we should just revisit those Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fine, you guys. We don't need to like review our vows because something was like wrong. <laughs> like that's that's just how we are. Um. So what's a lesson? Give us a lesson. We already did our lesson. No, we did a piece of advice. What's mm. something that you've actually learned in the past five months? Wow, something that I've actually learned about you, just or about marriage, or about like can, life here. What are we learning about? Anything you want. Just something, what, what is, I don't know, what's a piece of... Wow. A lesson. Um, a lesson that I've learned, I'll do about marriage. Okay. I guess because it was also in my vows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a really sweet thing, and we'll talk about it when we do a full recap of our wedding, but yeah. we did private vows. I so recommend this. Um, before... Don't like, tell too much about it. Before the day... And it was just us. So um, we didn't see each other. Um, I won't give all the details on like how it went down. You can't ruin it yet. But it was really sweet. And we wrote our own vows for this time because we knew it would be emotional. And we didn't want to do it in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so we did it privately before the day got really started. It was in the morning. And it was wonderful. It so was anyway, wonderful. I would highly recommend that. Um, well, I, I would just say that the biggest lesson that I've learned so far is how your priorities change going from dating, engaged, to married. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is, like, Maggie was a priority when we were dating, and Maggie was a priority when we were engaged. However, once we got married, it's almost like that was amplified, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. And that took, like, precedence over everything else. Not everything else. Like, not God and, like, like my faith. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, on earth, 
yeah. basically everything else. Yeah. Um, and I just mean basically almost like her love languages and like she needs my time. She needs my affections. She needs words of affirmation. Yeah. Like those are all things that became amplified in my priorities where it's like I have to make sure that my marriage is okay before maybe these other less important things. And I don't know specifically what those less important things are off the top of my head, but I just noticed how much, and it's not, I don't mean this in a bad way, but how much you have to put your attention into your marriage. Yeah. And for it to be a priority, because if you don't, it can very quickly just kind of remain stagnant or, you know, for lack of better words, just like die off, you know, for like talking about like a plant, like it's either going to grow or it's just going to like hang out and kind of wither away and so I found like making my marriage a priority and putting that at the top of my list of things to do if you will daily watering my marriage I'm a big grass guy I guess maybe that's why I can (laughs) I can use that example but I think that's been like a big lesson that I've learned yeah instead of maybe like going out and golfing with the boys on the weekend every single weekend maybe that has to tone down a little bit so I can spend time with Maggie and do something that she wants it goes back i mean it really does go back to the keeping score and serving Mm -hmm. i think the serving i mean if you just put serve just with equal sign of marriage like i think that is like a huge thing like serving the other person because of what it's supposed to represent that's true that Uh, is very true so yeah i like that that was good what about you i think that i am learning still (laughs) um that you really do have to communicate Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's so broad but yeah dig a little bit deeper what do you mean by that okay i am someone who first of all i don't like conflict in general so i think that that is hard for me um and i also never want to say something that comes across as me being like needy or clingy or I don't know fill in the blank with some sort of negative connotation I feel like it's been hard within marriage for me to recognize that there is freedom to communicate Mm -hmm. honestly about what I need um what I'm liking in terms of like when you do spend time with me over going golfing or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and then also how to communicate well what I'm not liking Mm -hmm. instead of just being really negative how can I approach that like with grace and how Mm -hmm. can I still be kind in delivering that message and I think that that's something like I was saying I'm still very much learning Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that's something that people always said when they gave advice people would always say just make sure you communicate and it's like you're saying that's so broad what does that even mean? It's very broad Um, And I think that will vary, though, like couple to couple, marriage to marriage. Like, I mean, that's different for parents and children. I mean, that's just what is kind of beautiful about just humans in general that we can communicate that way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like we're sitting here telling you how to do it, but it's just the fact that you you have to talk. I mean, at the very base of it. Yeah, and I think that it's something where I think I was always afraid in dating and even um, a good bit in engagement of if I say something honestly and he takes it the wrong way we're going to break up Mm. and I think that there's a sort of freedom in in marriage to speak honestly and know that there's a covenant there so 
you might not like the way it comes across and mm-hmm. I might have delivered it poorly, but we can talk through that and I don't need to be afraid of like a fallout because mm-hmm. of that. Um, we know that we're both in it for the right reasons as well. Right. So like logically, even if you do say something and it comes off the wrong way, I'm here for the right reasons, right. which is to be married to you. Right. So it's not like I'm just going to like... Like, well, Pack up and she leave. said she didn't like that That's I right. did the dishes this way, and so now we're over. That's right, yeah. which is understandable in dating and engagement right. because, I mean, I guess those can be real things, you know, where you can just pack up and leave. Hopefully that person doesn't, right. you know, I mean, hopefully but, your word yeah, is enough, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's something that I'm still learning how to do well, but I think that we've both improved mm-hmm. in It takes practice. That. It's yeah. daily. And, and I don't think I realized when people said that it would be hard to do that, what they meant, because mm-hmm. we joke about this, even still, like, privately, we're not, like, joking about it with everyone we know, but that we don't fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to say that when we were engaged, and people would look at us kind of funny, because we've, Adam likes to say, we can disagree without fighting. Mm-hmm. And so, but with that, though, we haven't really had a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though we haven't really had that in marriage either, it's nice to know that like when I disagree with something that I'm learning how to better communicate about that and, and what I need through that and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big role for both parties though, regarding like how I come to that disagreement yeah. where if Maggie disagrees with something, how am I going to meet her? What am I going to meet her with? Am I going to meet her with unkind hard heart mean words or am I going to meet her almost with like a gentleness but also like an openness to what she has to say as well yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm not perfect with that by any means but I definitely try to almost meet her in common ground you know and, yeah. and let down my barriers and let down my guards where even if I am in the wrong it's like what what is she saying to me that I need to pick up on yeah. and that's a big part of communication too is listening you know, I just said you have to talk, but then you also have to listen to know what that other person is saying so that you know what to say. And I think listening with the intent to come to understanding versus listening with the intent to, like, prove someone wrong. Mm. Because yeah. that, that's that very, is... I mean, that's the biggest problem. Right. So, I mean, if you are coming to some sort of disagreement or even... I mean, it sometimes it's not even a disagreement, right? Sometimes it's just like... Anything. Hey, I know you really wanted to go play golf on Saturday, and mm-hmm. I really just want to go out to lunch together because mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't seen each other this week was crazy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even something as simple as that can... It's like, are you going to tell me that I'm a loser and I never let you do anything? Or are you going to say, like, hey, I totally understand, and this is my priority, like you were saying? And mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on how you're where your heart's at in receiving what I'm saying and what what the end goal should always be, which if the end goal is always unity, service, selflessness, love. humility, all of these things, love, yeah, mm-hmm. then you, the way that you approach these everyday conversations or these everyday conflicts or whatever you want to call them is mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that's a big lesson Yeah. that I don't think, it's like I said, I don't think you ever perfect it by any means. I think that it takes years and years and I don't think that we'll ever reach perfection just because of the complication of communication as a whole yeah I think that we'll learn each other Mm -hmm. you know but I don't know that we'll ever not have disagreements not have conversations that that are tough yeah 
yeah. I mean, I think and, that's just way of life. Yeah, and I think it's hard, too, because there's also this element of pride that even if you are trying your best to be humble, it just kind of, like, sneaks up sometimes on Definitely. you. Definitely. And so you can be doing, you know, reading your Bible and going to small group and going to church, doing all these things, trying to prepare yourself to be humble and to receive things well. And then at the same time, like in a moment's weakness in the middle of a disagreement, it just kind of like escapes. Snap <laughs> of the fingers. Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of how some people's whole houses come burning down. That's very true. So, um, you always just have to kind of stay cognizant of that too. That's very true. Yeah. So, well, fellas, <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's all. all. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks so much you guys for um, hanging out with us if you've stayed this long um, go ahead and subscribe to this follow along our show um, you can find us on Spotify Spotify Instagram Instagram mind your manner mind your manner I think it's mind your underscore manner and we'll put that in the show notes as well so you guys can see that um, but we'll be posting updates there if there's ever a change in scheduling um, and just a way for for you to keep up with us throughout the week um, as we go episode to episode. So thanks, you guys, again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Love you. Bye.